You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and alongside me, as always, is Paul Gillieri. Paul, your Niners are the two seed. My Cowboys are the five seed. Uh, We're heading into the playoffs. Playoffs this weekend. Playoffs. Hey, you know uh, what? We've got something to talk about. We've got something to watch. Reminds me of last year, so I'll take it. Yeah. Of course, last year I think we were uh, responsible for bouncing your Cowboys out of the playoffs. So, were you? We'll see. Yeah, I think we were, weren't we? It doesn't. I think it was you, then Green Bay. That sounds right. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Oh yeah. Fortunately, we won't be bouncing Pearl Jam <laughs> off this podcast anytime oh, soon. Bring it back around. So, uh, Happy New Year, all. We have we had a couple of weeks off. Um, rest of the old vocal cords, and uh, now we're back. We're refreshed. I still have about. 64 of these winter solstices like good <laughs> yeah i i have a, a good select couple of uh six packs left oh as well God. i think i think i'm gonna store those for 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 later i feel no, like no no need to go through all of them but uh i mean i, I have no reason to buy beer anytime soon no but um it's as they are delicious as they ever were yeah. um so yeah happy new year hope you're doing well hope your your holiday was good whatever it was your new year uh, uh, celebrations, whatever you did or didn't do. I'll tell you what, made a couple of steaks at the house, baked baked potato, um, nice bottle of wine, and we were asleep by 9.45. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine was nice and quiet as well. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'm excited for 2023. It's It feels like a year of... Uh, of change, man. I don't know. Just it, it's it just feels like it's time to start turning some chapters, turning over some chapters. This episode, Paul. The funny thing about this episode is that this is the fifteenth try at recording this episode. Nuts. We finally got it right. Pistachios, almonds, nuts. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, we just we were, we weren't getting the votes, but finally we made some concessions with another podcast, and we are in the driver's seat. We are speaking into the microphones in 2023. It's going to be a hell of a year. And uh, maybe Stone will be wrong. We'll actually get the album this year. But if not, it's going to be quite the lead up. And maybe they'll sprinkle in a couple of shows to like help them kind of get the juices reflowing. Hey, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like Pearl Jam somehow, somehow somebody got word to them that Jason and Paul were here to support this great enterprise and they thought to themselves let's drop that album in 2024 and leave it to those two gentlemen to carry us home through 2023 so we're gonna we're gonna take that mantle Mm -hmm. we're gonna put pearl jam on our shoulders and to you good listener we will carry you into 2024 by offering you unrivaled fantastic content that's the hope. It's it's all right, baby. I like it. <laughs> well, let's launch into uh, episode 139, episode one of this year, uh, 2023 in the Lord, our Jesus Christ, Savior. Um, <laughs> is that how it goes? I don't know. Uh, we're going to start things off with a, a little tip of the cap to Edward Jerome Vetter for honoring you two at the Kennedy Center Honors. 
He sang uh, Evolution and One quite lovely, lovelyly, lo- lovingly, lovely, lo- lovely, whatever that word is. And um, we got word, I think, there two ago, uh, Painted Shields going to be playing a couple of shows. Another playing South by Southwest. So there's some things happening, but, you know, there's we just started the year. So there's plenty of opportunity for things to percolate. Obviously, Stone mentioned before Christmas that there's a ton of ideas. They're moving really quickly with, with these things. So who knows? But for now, you know, we're opening the new year. So why not talk about something that should open a concert? And these are our five choices for songs that we think should open shows more often. There's, there's, you know, yeah, you got your, your release, your wash, your oceans, your long road. You know, these are the ones we, we, of the girl. Sometimes these ones are played pretty often. If you're going to go to a concert, odds are you're getting one of those songs to open the show. Like, yeah. If one of those six songs is going to be, or whatever it is, one of those songs is going to be the one to open the show. But every once in a while, you you luck out, and there's a a number of songs, like probably like thirty other songs that have that have opened shows over yeah. the last 31, 32 years. These are our choices for songs that really should get more of a chance to open a show because it'd be great. So, Paul, we're going to start with you. I want to know your fifth choice here and tell me about your process a little bit. Well, my process is this. I'm not looking for a song that has opened a concert to a prolific degree. For example, of the girl, one of my favorite openers for a while, it did not feel like it was, it it, it was opening shows as often as I thought it should. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the last two tours, it has really started to find a home in that capacity. And, And as a matter of fact, it's now in the top 12 most played songs as an opener, which is pretty cool. It's at 39 now. So I tried to, I tried to kind of keep away from anything that was, you know, 20 and above. So mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, okay, 30 something years, let's just figure less than 20 times total ever. I mean, release is 148, wash is 84, long road, long roads, surprisingly 77. Ocean 69 sometimes somehow <laughs> is yeah. 57. That's a fantastic number for that track. Great opener. You know, so it just felt to me like, why don't we go a little bit off the beaten path? That that, that doesn't mean that we have to go with uh, a song that's only been an opener once, you know, for example. Or never. Or never, right. Uh, Garden, great example of a song, only open a show one time. Uh, same thing with Wishlist or, or uh, you know, Brain of Jay. But uh, a retrograde surprisingly has opened a set, which I thought was fascinating. Was yeah, I know. Thought that was really interesting. We were there. Um, I, know, I know. So I, uh, I wasn't necessarily trying to you know, pull things out by the roots. Like, oh, you know, this is a nice, nice carrot. When you rip it out of the ground, only been played one time. Uh, but I, I think I was just more looking for what is a sonic quality to set the tone for a show that sure. I would be interested in. So for, for my first selection here. I'm going to go with a song that has opened a Pearl Jam show 13 times, which isn't that many in the grand scheme of things, but mm-hmm. it's definitely on the, you know, the upper tier in terms of openers, but it's nowhere near the the top. And uh, and that song is Animal. Oh, nice. I think uh, if you want to come out of the gates swinging, I cannot think of a better choice. I don't think there is a song in the catalog that that just packs a stronger punch than a song like Animal. So, uh, you know, 
if they've got the energy for it, it just seems like a fantastic way to open up a show. Just a couple of cymbals and then boom, you know, here we go. And everyone's jumping up and down and it's it's like this this is a rock show, you know? So it, it, it reminds me of that moment in the, uh, the Evenflow video where, you know, you get the watch and then yeah, everyone, yeah. you know, you see crowd surfing, everyone's going nuts. I, I feel like you could you could recapture that energy by opening up a show with a song like Animal. I mean, can you imagine if it, they opened up a show that we saw that way? I mean, how are you not jumping up and down? I'm like, are you kidding me? This this is how we're starting? So I think uh, that would be a fantastic uh, option to open up a show. I wonder if part of the reason they're not opening up sets like that is because uh, it's, it's intense enough where you're gonna play a two and a half hour show. Do you really wanna, you know, <laughs> Do, do, yeah. do you really want to run out of gas in the first four, first four or five songs? You know, <laughs> so. there's a a couple a couple uh, schools of thought on, on that one is, you know, because it's the first song, you've got all your energy. This song might come across better than it would later in the show, and you yeah. still got you still got plenty of time. You got you could, you could do a, a few softer songs after it to kind of get back your breath and then kind of build back up. Um, Whereas I see the opposite is true as well, which is what they did this past tour in 2022. They started for four or five songs slow to kind of build into it. I see both sides of that coin. I love the choice. If you're, if you're, yeah, if you're talking about a song that's going to hit you in the mouth and really smash a so, show open, few better, few better. So um, love the choice. I'm going to start off my fifth choice with a song that has never been played as far as the show opener is concerned. Never opened a show before. Fascinating. I'm really curious to see what you think about this one. My choice is you are now hmm. think about this. Hold on. Whenever I hear the hi-hat tapping to get stone in time with the, the drum machine riff thing, I just think that would be a really cool way to start a show just out of nowhere. And everything kind of starts real dark and maybe the lights slowly come up as the drums come in. It's never open to show, like I said, and I really think it could be, really cool because you could exaggerate the intro make it even longer you could really let the lights kind of start to fade up and flicker in that in the time and kind of come up and make it like a really kind of interesting exaggerated opening as opposed to just the song itself i think it'd be really really cool if they're trying to you know a ease into a show this is one way to do it with still a more it's not up tempo, but it's not like a. It's not like you know, off he goes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of the best of all worlds, and it's just kind of a such a strange like, oh whoa, what the hell? It would just, it'd be more of a stage presence kind of way of opening a show as opposed to purely musical. So I like that this could bring a, a, a more dynamic approach to an opening of a show, and it's just it's just different. So I thought you are could be really cool. I like that nod. I like that nod. You kind of uh, were rubbing your eyebrow there for a minute. Beginning. Well, you know, because I was I, in my head, I was hearing the album version. I was hearing it in the studio, and I was thinking, interesting. But the way it's played live is very different. And I think that 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 the way might the way it comes in, I think, could be really really interesting um, sonically. If you get if you get the right lights in place, yeah, you got to think about yeah. the whole production, man. For sure, you know? there, there's there, there's definitely some production value with a song like that. So, what do you got it for? I'm gonna go all night. Oh, good choice. Yeah, it's to me. It's just it, it's a great party starter. 
it, it, it's not a song that you're gonna you know end up on the ground like oh my god like animal i i feel like you, you you're you're done it's like you're spent yeah. after the first song um but all night just it, we got all night baby you know it's just it's right there in the lyrics and it, it sets the tone for just a, a rip roaring show and it, it has that cool like uh, 60s or 70s rocker vibe to it you know what mm -hmm. i mean so I, I feel like that the more this song how do i say this as the band ages this song feels more and more applicable to them it feels more and more like a like a vintage song to open up a show even though it's not a vintage pearl jam song in the traditional sense of like an alive or an even flow it, it just has a uh, like it has a throwback quality to it and for a band like pearl jam who's entering a part of their career where i think in many ways they are a throwback band just because of how long they've been around um and that's not to suggest that they're you know just constantly playing the old hits i mean they, they are a constantly evolving band but a song like All Night just does a wonderful job of, of creating a, not just a tone, but kind of kind of like a, a culture for what live Pearl Jam is all about in a lot of ways. So I, I like the idea of a song like All Night opening up a show. And I, I think it's an underrated fan favorite, actually. I agree. And I think thematically it's very strong, as you said, to open up a show with with that kind of uh, anthem. Yeah. Uh, lyrically is really, is really smart. I think it'd be fun, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think fun. it was like second or third in Ohana, and that's not an opener, but it, it felt great that it was that early. Yeah, yeah. All right, so number four for me, I'm going to go with Nothing As It Seems. Ooh. Uh, I've been it's opened three shows, uh, the last of which was this past July in Amsterdam. Before that was way back in 2000 in Cardiff. So it's been a long time if you don't count this past summer. And for me, it's like nothing like a wild McCready solo to start things off. That you're, you're starting off on the right foot, in my opinion, if you, if you do that. I think the band agrees in a sense because, like I said, it has been played three times as an opener. Um, if you like when they start with down-tempo songs and slowly lean into the evening, this is a great way to do that. Especially if the band decides that that four to five song slower, softer introduction thing is going to kind of be their new thing, then why not this song? You know, it, it's pretty easy on Ed's voice, but it builds really, really well. And it lets like they did with Black when it got harder to do mm. the OG way, quote unquote, let Mike just do his thing. He's still yeah. wailing. So yeah. like, yeah. I think just wow. It's very, yeah, there's a certain anthemic um brooding quality about that and and, and it, that's pretty cool it's it's you're, what i'm gonna i'm gonna make a comment when we're done with this but okay. I, let's just say i feel like uh there, there's something about jeff when it comes to some of our selections that has uh his his fingerprints are all over this Ooh. this process for both of us in a lot of ways i think i, I wonder if uh okay well never mind number three what do you got so number three for me, I'm going to go Severed Hand. Severed Hand is a song, it's it's opened up a Pearl Jam show 11 times. This is a song that I am finding, I, I really liked when I first heard of, uh, this album come out, but I'm finding that it is aging really well. And the, the, the longer that we go, and the, the longer this album finds itself in the rearview mirror, no pun intended, the 
more I appreciate the song and enjoy it and like it. And one of the most enjoyable live cut experiences that I've had was looking at the different cuts of this song. And it, oh, that's what taught me how to, I mean, in a lot of ways, that's where I, I really rediscovered it and started to have a greater appreciation for just how wonderful this song is live. It really is a killer track. And, um, you know, they used to say with all these albums from Yield through through a handful of them, like, oh, this is you know, Pearl Jam rediscovering their form, which is a bunch of hoopla, but because uh, the form is constantly changing. But to me, this song kind of captured in that era what I thought was so much of what what a, what made a, just a really chart-topping Pearl Jam song. And this song did not chart in that way, obviously. Uh, but, but I think the music landscape changed at that time in a lot of ways in 2006. In 2006, pardon me. This song, I think, is, is just a fantastic way to open up a, a show. And I think in terms of, of, of lyrical content, it really is very introspective. And it, it, it calls into question kind of like the trip that we're going to be on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, it's really interesting. To, it, it, if you if Ed ever puts together just kind of like a, a trippy set or a really, really off-the-wall off set, I could see opening a show with this song. Um, just in looking at it, how many times it's opened, I said it was 11. I'd have to go back and figure out where it was opening most recently. As the a most st- recent uh, opening for that song was June 20th, 2008 in Camden, New Jersey. Wow. Okay. It's been a while. It has. So there you go. I love the choice. I think it's a wise choice. Uh, it's not my choice for number three. My choice for number three is WMA. I thought about that one. That's a, that's a good one. Never opened a show. Um, I, and I can't believe they haven't opened a show with this I, one. I think it's because it they're not weird. with them anymore. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. It's, I mean, not like, it's not like Matt, Matt or, or Jack drum it the same it. way. And there was a period of time, I want to say around uh, 2008 or so, where it was like stone on an acoustic guitar kind of yeah bringing the song in you know so it's just a little little nah. different but hey i'm just saying interesting okay, the, I the mean, point is that we're, we're looking forward right we're looking forward into the year 2023 2024 2025 and so on they have the opportunity now if yep. matt feels comfortable to make this an opening song um i mean think about this think about you know matt coming out first by himself sitting down at the kit starts the beat it's going for a while. Then Jeff walks out by himself, picks up the bass, starts playing the bass line too. And then, you know, Stone and Mike follow. And then Ed finally comes out. The lights are still low. He won the lottery. Like just, oh, yeah. all, you, you don't even bring the spotlight on him until like the chorus or something like that. I can see this again, production wise, really being a cool It'll way to kind of s- slowly get into the show. Um, and like my last song, if they're looking to ease into the evening, why not this? Because this thing could build. You could just, you could along, look like the Stuvrud version in Oakland. You could really sell the shit out of it and, and really make it something special. Um, and hey, thematically, it's still relevant. So why the hell not? Yeah, I like it. Good, good choice. Number two. Number two for me is Unthought Known. Ooh, uh, I thought about this one, yeah. Yeah, th- this has such a wonderful buildup. It really, really does. And uh, I-, I can't help but think that y- you get that, you know, 
get the guitar and then the drum drum comes in and it's just that steady beat you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. and then uh, eventually the, it all kind of comes to a crescendo but in in a way that feels i don't want to say underwhelming but it's a song that kind of has two peak moments right two lines in the song that the way eddie delivers them feels like a climax and uh I like that because you still have a whole show ahead of you. You know what I mean? So it's not like retrograde where you have this this ethereal, just booming, epic ending of of a track that you look at it and say, well, how do you follow this up, right? I think yeah. with, with uh, Unthought Known, it, it does everything you want as far as building you up to something big, but it doesn't take you so big that you feel like it's going to be hard to follow up or come back down from it. You know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. takes you somewhere. It's like riding an escalator up to the next level. And then now that you're there, there's still a lot to do and a lot to see. And so I, I think it, it really operates well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, it really works well in that regard. So I, I'm surprised it hasn't opened more shows. To me, um, it, it just has all the ingredients that you, you, you could be looking for in a very classic but perhaps cliched way to open up a show hey you might yeah one might say that it's very much like the the classic classic rock sort of opening song i totally see that ed can come out by himself and just play the 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 palm muted little guitar yeah and then then the spotlight shines on matt and it's like boom 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 and then you get everybody else it could be fun man you know it could be fun you know something 2018 all those shows those stadium shows were like celebratory parties you know three and a half yeah. hours long like it was like a greatest hit set list with you know is sprinkled in the rarities but it, it was like it was like celebrations of a of a legacy of a career kind of kind of show um and i think a lot of people would while they appreciated that would prefer something a little bit shorter that felt more like the you know 2000 2006 era type shows uh and i think this would slot in really well between those two ideas uh, I think the band probably agreed to a degree. I mean, they they played it six times as an opener. Six, yeah. So the last time was, God, uh, ten and a half years ago in Newport, England. <laughs> um, my number two choice, yet another song that has never opened a show. And I, I didn't choose these songs because they haven't opened shows. It just happened to be. So I looked all this, I looked the stats up after the fact. Leash. Ooh, it, it, it has, okay, interesting. Another song that that I think, like Animal, punch in the mouth kind of thing. And, and, and what a message, you know, Troubled Souls Unite, We Got Ourselves Tonight. This is a great way to start a show from a thematic perspective. Like, imagine the lights, again, production. Imagine the lights are still down, and then yeah, you got just little bass intro lick thing. And as soon as the best of the band comes in, all the lights come up and Ed leads into the opening lines. Like, it's it's it could be so so powerful. It's one of those songs everyone, not everyone gets, but when they do, they're like, oh my god, yeah, leash. Um, obviously, it can't be sung like it used to be sung. But hey, you know, if it's the first song, his voice is still going to be really good and not strained yet. So you're probably going to get the best possible performance of the song at this point, assuming he's done his vocal warmups. So then you can go into a slower song if you'd like, but like, man, out of the gate with this one, oh, powerful. It'd be amazing. So cathartic. I, I think it's, I think it'd be great. Love it, man. Good call. So for me, um, 
this is it. Oh my God. I can't this, wait. Th- this is it to me. It, it is a song that, well, first of all, it's the only song that I have in my top five that has ever ne- never been an opener before. Ooh. Uh, you, you have a few that, that have for me, most of the ones I have chosen, they found themselves as openers at some point or another. I just feel like they should be opening more sets than they have. Uh, but for me, the, the number one song that I think should be opening up shows, and I'm actually shocked that it did not open up more shows on this tour, and that song is all right. Uh, this Interesting. To me, number one. This is the pendulum of Gigaton. And Pendulum is top 10 openers of all time at 39. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the ninth most played opener. Uh, it pretty much opened up the vast majority of uh, dates for the Lightning Bolt show, or tour, pardon me. And uh, it continued to open up shows uh, progressively and pretty consistently through 2014, 15, and and 16. Then it kind of tapered off a little bit. But nonetheless, it has everything that I think you're looking for in terms of creating an atmosphere, setting the tone. I mean, the way that everything comes together in this gorgeous swell of symbol and sound and... um, it, it just sets the tone, you know, and I think you could do some amazing things with lights and you could in the same way that pendulum just kind of has this really cool off kilter, um, atmospheric feel to it. You know, it, 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 this song to me is, it, it has that dark side of the moon quality to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, uh, it's just perfect as a show opener. I, I, I remain, sh- and, and for to be honest with you, a good number of times they played it, it was, you know, somewhere towards the very front of the set list mm-hmm. in 2022. It was usually somewhere between like the second and like the sixth track. Um, I just don't understand why they never felt that it would be a good opener. I just thought it was interesting to me that they, you know, Eddie never said, oh, hey, let's open with this. You know, I, I think if they had, I think our perception of this song would be different. I think we would look at it in a lot of ways the same way we do Pendulum. I think Pendulum's a good um, analogy. I think that um, Oceans is kind of a good analogy too. Mm-hmm. Um, in that the first note or sound that you hear, you go, "This makes sense as an opener. This this feels yeah. right to to begin our journey of the next two and a half hours." Uh, I think it's a great choice. I think. The Gigaton song uh, songs are hard because they're so new still, uh, but I think in time we will realize that yes, you're right. This should open a lot of shows. It really should um, for all those reasons. So I think it's a it's a great choice. Um, if a bit surprising, but again, in time this will feel totally normal. Now for me, my number one, I will say you've mentioned it already. Okay. Did you, did you choose it or did you just mention I, it? Oh, I, I, oh, can I guess? You may. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that it is uh, all night. No. Oh, okay. That was an honorable mention. No, the song for me that should open more shows beyond any other is Severed Hand. Ah, okay. There are a lot of songs that have um, great, even longer buildups, corduroy inside job which again that was also a strong contender for me as well um come to mind and i know this song has opened like you said 11 shows but really there's there's been hundreds of shows since its debut and to have only 11 is is crazy to me and if you want a rocker to open the show that has one of the best build-ups to a real rock and roll punch in the face this is probably it yeah 
And I've said before on this show that I thought this would be an underrated song to open shows. And now that we're doing the episode, yeah, it's number one. It's just a pure ripper. And, and, and a song from Avocado that's, again, like you said, it has aged so well. Yeah, really has. Um, I put it on the other day and I was like, man, this thing kills. And I think one of the best versions that we've heard is the one that's on uh, Imagining Cornice, that one from Milan. Mm-hmm. It just bangs. Um, it, it's it's how it's how I think shows that that don't hit you in the mouth like an animal would. It's how sh- how a rock song should get you into it. The whole band is there; they're all working together musically, just building from nothing into something, and then a little down, 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 a little For me, this should be. It, it, it depends if they want to go that soft the route they did in 2022 for the first handful of songs, like a mini, like a mini set, or if that was just this year and they'll kind of just jumble it up again next tour. I don't know, but if they go the latter route, I think this is a wise choice. Excellent choice. A question for you: Are there any honorable mentions that you have that I never mentioned? Yeah, uh, let me go back to my list here because I had a bunch. Love boat captain. Okay. So, uh, I mentioned mentioned inside job. I think think about this one. Fatal. Oh, I, I think like it. Fatal could be super cool. Uh, Breaker Fall is an amazing opener. Seven times, not enough. I love that song. Great. How about this one? How about present tense? Oh, great four one. times. That's just four times. Yeah. And then one more I'll give you is. How about brother? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be cool. I, I have one along those lines. Um, you had a few that uh, I didn't have that I that were on my honorable mention list. There, there's two that I didn't hear, uh, and they're both B sides. And I just find it fascinating mm. that a song like Yellow Leadbetter continues to be this quintessential closer. That's and interesting. It, it's show. something that never showed up on an album, and I always thought you know it'd be interesting if there was another song that never showed up on an album that had become a quintessential opener. Um, and so that that's part of why I thought of All Night, but uh, aside from the fact that it just would be a great opener, but yeah. two, two old, old songs, two throwbacks that I think could work very well as openers. One of them is Alone. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know the way Godsmack opens up a set with, with Awake? Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And it's it's everything's black and then yeah, the lights yeah. flash it, i could see them doing something along those lines with a song like alone where it's like you know and then you just get and and pause like a pregnant pause let that sit for a minute and the fans are just like you know and then that's a great shout oh man i think it could be and the other one believe it or not which i thought was just uh cool just a cool opener you know um would be uh hold on another piece mm. of, um i just think that you know the way eddie kind of comes in it on the mic is like, ah, you know it, it's it's it, give that one another listen to but specifically take the uh the one from the 10 sessions not the lost dogs version go back and grab that studio cut off of um the uh 10 sessions and I think it was the 10 sessions. It was one left on the cutting room floor. Grab that guy and just imagine if they open up a show with that, mm-hmm. how yeah. cool it would be. You know, it, it's just, I, I just think it'd be a cool now, opener. You know that the more casual listener slash fan would say, 
why why would they open a show with like a super rare cut? And then the rest of us are like, oh, wouldn't that be sick? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you think of the thing like the bros. Yeah, yeah the like Fatal? Who, who, yeah, fatal? They would not love Fatal Alone? opening <laughs> at all. But what, the, what is what is this song? Yeah, the rest, like, the, the, it, it, it would be like, it'd be like, um, what was it, Quebec, when uh, from this past year, when they busted out, um, was it Other Side? Yes. And like, like one guy was like, yeah. And everyone else was just like, what, what is it? What is this song now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, these are our choices. <laughs> I want to know what you think are there's no rules really uh, aside no. from don't choose like those top seven or eight or nine songs that are always open to the record why go even flower in that top 10 right um not record concert uh so yeah what what do you guys think we, we've give, give me your five again my five in descending order were animal all night severed hand unthought known and all right and mine were you are nothing as it seems WMA leash and severed hand, so yeah. only one overlap, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, comment uh, wherever the hell you interact with us on the Instagram posts, on the Twitters, on the uh, Facebook, whatever it is, and let us know what are your five songs that should open the set more. We are going to move on though now to our lyric of the week. Lyric of the week this week, we're going back to Gigaton and we're choosing Paul's favorite choice to open shows. We're going with All Right. You can't handle lies in the rings of a tree. If your heart still beats free, keep it for So this is all right. It's the very top of the song lyrics by Jeff Ament. What do you got? So, uh, again, Jeff, you know, um, there, there's something in there, nothing as it seems and all right, both, both those tracks making our top five, I think for a reason, I find it really, really fascinating when I, when I think about Jeff's songwriting and stone had mentioned in an interview that the original demo for this song was actually very uh very sparse very minimal even darker you know which is interesting because it, it's about like this he he said stone said that it was the other side of montana the other side of jeff and i think it's again dark side of the moon you know i just think mm. that there's something about this song and jeff kind of trying to capture this feeling of of, of alienation and dissatisfaction and detachment and saying actually it's okay to feel that way it's it's uh it's all right you, i love the opening here you can't hide the lies and the rings of a tree mm, so um good. it's it's man that that right there what a line that's it's, worth the price <laughs> of admission right there it, it truly is um if your heart still beats free keep it for yourself 
Uh, when you want to run and leave some part unrevealed, like the flight of the bee, keep it for yourself. Um, it's just that that aspect of self-preservation that mm. in many ways, it, you know, a lot of Jeff's writing to me is it, some of these songs feel like like sister compositions to elderly woman, you know, where, where mm. it's somebody's mm-hmm. stuck in a place. And so much of what he writes about is is for those who never got out. And uh, really capturing that mentality. Um, Nothing that, as it seems, low light, yeah, pilot, they're um, all in the kind of the same world. But it's funny because he always approaches it from this very, very, um, you know, dark and melancholy angle. Uh, whereas take live on Throwing Copper, that song Shit Town. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I worked with somebody when that album came out and, and she was like, that was my life. That was my upbringing. That was my hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, she was from somewhere in the Midwest. and. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I don't mean that in a disparaging way towards the Midwest. There's plenty of shit towns all over the place. Oh, everyone, including, (laughs) including right down the road from us. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You know, so I just found that fascinating that the way he approaches writing about Montana, that there seems to be a common, you know, thread through there. Um, But this dark song and the arrangements that were added really added so much nuance and quality and atmosphere to it that, that I almost wish for more. Uh, I could have just lost myself in that atmosphere more. I wish that that arrangement, that they just spent more time with that arrangement. I feel like they, they kind of rushed through it a little bit at times. I hear what you're and, saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 how do I say this? There's, is is it too spaced out? Is there it, not enough? Yeah. I, I almost feel like it's a song that still isn't fully realized. You know what it reminds it me not. of? It reminds me of, I had an art teacher back in high school. And we were all, you know, we had the, we had the chalk, the charcoal on the easel with the paper and we were all in a circle and the, and the, and the object was in the middle of the room and it was like a, you know, a basket of fruit or some shit. And his first lesson, his, 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 um, teaching was to draw the space, not the shape hmm. and you'll create what you're looking at. That's cool. And that's what this song feels like. Yeah. And a lot, it, much like, um, of the girl, it just, it, it's feels as though it was, it, it, it's never finished and mm. uh but but not in a way you know that's unfulfilling in a way that leaves me wanting more and so i keep going back to the same well and uh i think that that's a powerful quality about a song you know that mark twain once said a, a classic is something that demands to be reread so it's interesting that some of these songs we, we we keep going back to them not in the same way we keep going back to alive or even flow or release or some of those proverbial classics so uh this is just one of those songs i mean that the lyrics are really really a perfect complement i think to the musical composition and they they truly capture that that dark side of of you know needing to hold on to whatever it is that 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 beating heart of yours so that you don't get sucked into this void there's a show on amazon prime it's called the uh, outer range with josh brolin and uh, I'm not, not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but basically he's a rancher. I think he's in Montana, actually. He's a rancher. Hmm. And deep on his property, there's this black hole. And it's just this this weird, like, atmospheric smoke that's over the top of it. And, and he doesn't know what it is or where it leads to. And it's it just appeared one day. And it's it it's this void. And I think so much of Jeff's songwriting is, uh, in many, many ways, when I, when I saw that image in the show, I thought a lot about, montana through the lens of, of jeff amen's writing and uh you know you, you think about uh 
what was that under the uh, under the banner of heaven or i mm-hmm. forget the name of that show you think about his his songwriting there the score oh, yeah. that he put together there's something really dark man when that guy sits down to write music and i think he is uh i, I don't know if we appreciate as much as we should the influence that he has on pearl jam's music and, and just how, how special he is and how um I think in many ways how indispensable he is to to the uh, sonic quality of what they do. Oh man! And, and I mean, this that's, is that's a great great example. Sorry, it's a it's a whole other podcast. But yeah, well, we did that. You know, which which band member could the band not not survive losing? You know, and I. I but all that being said, not that I'm trying to revisit that. I, I just feel that this is the this is the kind of song that nothing as it seems and Pendulum are for those respective albums and. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think I'm I'm surprised that uh, you know it just hasn't maybe found its footing quite yet, but I think it will in time. There's still time. There's still time. One of the things I like about Jeff's songs is that you know when you pull out little couplets or stanzas, they can very much live on their own as well. It's as, not as abstract this one though, right? You know, it's not. It's not. But but the but I think there are still segments that on their own can be their own thing. And then you stick them into the context of the song and they can kind of morph into what the song needs it to mean kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this happens here. I, I think, you know, these first couple of lines, for example, uh, it's, you know, I'll read them again. Uh, you can't hide the lies in the rings of a tree. Basically, you know, the, the, the truth will come out eventually. Time is not going to allow your lies to be reality. And maybe this is Jeff's way of saying time heals all wounds I don't, i'm not sure but I, I like where he's going with that you know the, the more rings in a tree's cross-section the older the tree right so i i, I love yeah. the metaphor it's, it's really unique i haven't heard anything like that before and the next couple is really interesting as well i almost take it as like be proud of who you are you don't need another person or a relationship to be happy to define you loving yourself can be enough and and the last four lines all kind of work together, you know. This, uh, it's um, when you want to run and leave some part unrevealed, like the flight of a bee. Mm-hmm. Keep it for yourself. Um, this idea of having secrets or having things about yourself that you are um, that are only for you. I, I like that. You know, we're such an we're such oversharers now with social media and all, and I, I think there's pressure especially on younger people to constantly share more than they're comfortable with. And, and I suppose the metaphor of the flight of a bee, because they, they fly so quickly and erratically, it's hard to really see them completely. Again, a really unique metaphor, really, really cool. And overall, this song feels like a friend telling you, Hey, breathe, you know, everything is going to be okay. Trust in yourself and you can't lose. And I think the message is fantastic. I think um, the production and arrangement is one of the more unique ones in the catalog, even if it feels at times um, incomplete, but not in the negative way, as you said. Like you, you, you come, you go back to the well thinking, shouldn't there be like a little ding? No, there's no ding there, but maybe I like the fact there's no ding there. I don't know. And you kind of, like you talk to yourself um, because there is like a, thir- like a, there's a depth to it that you're there's a depth to it, but you don't know where the end is. Right. It's kind of almost like the Mariana trench of songs where it's like, you know, it goes down, but where the hell is that bottom? And right. I keep searching. Am I going to find anything or is it just blank? And is that, is that blank void part of what makes the song special? 
No, I get the whole like yeah. painting the negative negative space mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I, I think Jeff does a fantastic job here. I think this whole you said self preservation. I think self confidence. I think uh, being okay in in your um, status in life or your station in life is a big thing, especially coming from where he came from. You know, a town of like you know five hundred people, whatever it was, and there's there's a FOMO. Sometimes I think of of other places where where more things are quote unquote happening, but you know, you know what you know, and you live where you live, and that can be fine, and you have to be okay with that and comfortable with that. And I think yeah. he does a great job of transmitting those ideas in these lines. Agreed. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? I know it's kind of fresh. It's it's almost three years old, mm-hmm. and um, in a couple of months it'll be three years old, which is wild to think, by the way. But. Uh, yeah, let us know what you think about All Right and this first uh, set of lyrics here, this this first uh, verse, and maybe we'll hash it out. Maybe we'll talk online. But for now, we've got to check out. We, there's only six versions of this song, but we've got to, we, we have our choice for the live cut of the week. Ready? All right, like I said, six versions. We went back and forth uh, about this one, listening, listening almost in real time with each other. Yeah, <laughs> what what did we come up with? You know, there's two that I think really stand out the most, and uh, one of them is uh, the show from Am- Amsterdam. I think mm-hmm. it's a beautiful opening, and the crowds into it, so which I think adds to the uh, to to the effect. Uh, but I think I, I would agree with you on on the idea that the Oklahoma City show is a tighter performance that captures a lot of uh, what made uh, the Amsterdam set or the version special as well. So we're going to Oklahoma City on September 20th, 
Yeah, so this one is, I think, probably the strongest performance overall of the six versions. Uh, like you said, the Amsterdam show, man, the context of that show, having canceled the, the previous three shows because of the voice problems that Ed got from all the smoke in Paris. You didn't know if they were going to finish the tour or not. They come out. He sounds great considering. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot there beyond just the performance of the song. But then you go listen to Oklahoma City, and it sounds like a song that they have played five previous times, and have really found what it means to play this song for it, yeah. as well as they can. Uh, so yeah, I agree. It's 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 really phenomenal, and hopefully, when they start playing new shows, it sneaks in enough because one of the things shocking that I found, six times on the whole tour. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Well, the, the, the 2022 Gigaton tour was weird in, in how they chose to play or not play Gigaton music, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Listening to this song all six times, basically in a row the other night, it was you. I heard more parts of the song than I had before. And then I listened to the album cut for the lyric of the week to kind of get that in my brain. And I heard more things. I'm like, damn. This this album, Gigaton, more than any other album, demands headphones. Yeah. And I think that was intentional with how Josh mixed it. And like some of you are like, duh, at most mixing. Uh. Yeah, I know, but like you don't think about it until you really focus right. on it. Right. And I have my little AirPods on. I'm doing the spatial thing. I'm moving my head around <laughs> like this. And I'm like, oh shit. Like it, it feels wild. And that song specifically really comes to life. So really cool one. Uh, all right. There it is. All right. Uh, that's the show um we're off we're off and running here in 2023 hope you guys can continue uh joining us as we make our way through this next year uh with or without live pearl jam or even new studio pearl jam we'll we'll see hey have you gotten your bundle yet have you gotten your uh your new 2023 uh 10 club t-shirt yeah your sticker uh your license plate what do you got did you get anything paul did you get anything Uh, i've received nothing yet uh neither have i neither have i nothing yet Mm. but uh when you guys get it 
let us know how what if you like it or not. Some of you have already decided that you don't like it or that you do like it and you're planning on buying it. And uh, I think maybe when we get it in in house and we put it on or we, we hold up the uh, the license plate, we'll be like, yeah, that was that's that's great or that's not great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, here we go. We're off and running, guys, and we appreciate you coming by. Again, um, if you are so inclined, there are a few things you can do to help the show and help us. Obviously, one is Patreon. You can always get on there. It's five bucks a month, a whole bunch of extras. Um, you can buy a shirt. You can, for nothing, do what, Paul? You can seed the algorithm by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on your podcast platform of choice. It's like we've said it a, a thousand times before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. Well rehearsed by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you if you send us a review or you rate us uh, five stars on, on Spotify or whatever, then thank you very much. That helps us out. That helps more fans like you find us because like Paul said, the algorithm will push us out to the, uh, the rest of the community. And hopefully mm-hmm. we can get uh, a ton more listens on here. And by doing so, it'll allow us to get better and better and better guests and oh by the way very very soon our our, not our first our third fan roundtable our friends from poland will be joining us so very excited about that uh that's it for this week i think that's it nothing else to talk about any resolutions paul my new year's resolution is to uh ah, i got i have a lot of them you know we'll end with this do you know why uh most new year's resolutions fail i feel like it's either a joke or and no i'm serious oh what, what, yeah, why is that yeah. it, because they're goals and the problem with goals is that they are not measurable they're not quantifiable mm. and the most popular new year's resolution is i'm going to get in better shape but what does that mean how do you monitor how do you know at the end of a week at the end of a month at the end of six months if you're doing a i know job Paul. at that I know. Are you drinking less Anderson Valley winter solstices? Well, Is that once I finish these, <laughs> oh, I'm going to slow down my pace. I'm going to do like, you know, maybe two or three a week instead of like the 10 I was doing before. That's number <laughs> one. I did. I did start working out again last Good. week. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm back hitting, hitting the old weights, the calisthenics, my, my chin-ups, my, my squat thrusts. I'm doing all those things again. My goal, and this is quantifiable, and I shit you not, I have like seven pairs of pants that I have not worn in like two years. Yeah, I got a few of those too. <laughs> so that's my goal, Paul. Yeah, well, okay, but that's again, if you want to achieve that goal, you need measurable objectives, my friend. Oh, it's measurable. So what does that mean? It's so three inches. <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, it means that you, you you get a little spreadsheet together of all uh-huh. the things that you believe you can track. So you you mentioned squat thrust. Well, how many and how often? Okay, you, well, you, the, you, the, the, you, the app tells me how many. I'm just saying like that, but that's, you know, you started on a Monday, Sunday night comes around. Did you, did you, you know, achieve the objective? So you you can measure whether or not you're mm-hmm. making progress. If you focus on the little bite-sized objectives, the goal will achieve itself. It's the goal is big and it's intimidating, but the, yes. the objectives are not. So to all of you listening who have new year's resolutions, uh, our advice to help you maintain, keep, and successfully achieve those resolutions is to create measurable objectives quantifiable and measurable objectives to help you achieve those goals and uh, keep track of those on a weekly basis or even a daily basis. And uh, I think that you'll, you'll be surprised in, in, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, just how far you've come. And on that note, we, as a, 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 as two, two, two gentlemen on mics trying to produce a podcast for your listening pleasure, we have goals too. 
and uh, we have measurable objectives to help us achieve them. So I look forward to finding out just how great of a year 2023 can be for the state of love and trust. <laughs> Ooh, we flipped it. Fun. 